0: We're about five weeks into the minor league season, which prospects look like they're breaking out in 2023. Let's talk about it. You are locked on MLB prospects, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen. Every single day, we're proudly part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This is one of the more uh, anticipated shows that we do every spring, where we go and we look at a month-plus sample size of a lot of prospects and try to figure out who might be breaking out this season. Uh, Three segments. First segment, guys who are in their organizational top 10s who are living up to the hype so far. Second segment, guys who are in their top 30s who are definitely deserving of an upgrade. Third segment, guys who are not rated that probably should be. So segment one, a lot of these guys are newer to professional baseball. Guys who were drafted last year or have missed a lot of time and are getting their, like, a good sample now. Finally, we're going to lead off with Jet Williams of the New York Mets. First round pick in 2022. So like I said, a guy who is newer to professional baseball, getting his first uh, full look at playtime. But high school draftee, and so because of that, He is in low A right now. He's in uh, St. Lucie with the St. Lucie Mets. He has 21 games where he is batting 214, 412, 329. One home run, five extra base hits, 18 walks to 23 strikeouts, and six of 10 on stolen bases. Now, up front, I will admit that is not the slash line that makes you think this dude's having a breakout. He's batting 214 in low A. There's a couple of things I want to highlight here. One, the on-base is 200 points better than the batting average. So he's seeing professional pitches very well. Uh, this The, the on-base is 100 points better than the slugging. So the power isn't necessarily there like we expect it to eventually be in. Now for Jet Williams, I don't think it's ever going to be even probably average power. He's a smaller stature guy. I want to say he's 5'8", 175. Not the smallest player we'll talk about today, believe it or not, but uh, he should be able to hit for a good average. He has very good pitch recognition. Obviously, you can see that with the fact that he's uh, sitting on an on base of 412 and he has 18 walks in 21 games. Part of the reason I think, okay, so there's the two things right now that we're dinging him on is one questions about the overall power ceiling, right? Uh, it feels like he's going to have the ability to be a 15 maybe 20 home run guy at his max if he has one of those Ozzy Albies, Dustin Pedroia type abilities to maximize his physical st- like to maximize what he can do with that stature but either way does feel like plus hitter uh, good on-base ability going to be able to sit uh, at the top of your lineup get on base, be a threat to steal some bases, things like that. Now, his batting average is low right now because uh, he's only swinging 30% of the time. Part of that is in the Florida League, you can just leave the bat on your shoulder and they will walk you. (laughs) And so he doesn't necessarily have to try to swing to get on base. And he's using the thought process of a walk is just as good as a base hit as far as If I'm leading off and me getting on base, Uh, obviously he will work on that. He will get better at actually swinging the bat, but all of the uh, the pitch recognition, the swing decisions, all of that stuff is as good as we thought it was. Now, defensively, they have him playing in center field, and I, I do think he's not going to stick at shortstop. Now, whether it's center field or second base, I don't know where he's going to be because Jet Williams' arm is listed as average but he does not have very good accuracy. And so when he ramps up to throw to get even average arm strength, it goes completely wild. And so if you, I mean, you ha- he cannot stick it short. You have to move him into second or again, they're trying the outfield. He's never played center field. He looks like he hasn't played center field, but obviously he has plenty of time to figure that out. But either way, uh, it does look like The early indications of fantastic pitch recognition, swing decisions, all of that is correct about Jet Williams. Second guy, and he wasn't drafted last year. He was drafted the year before, but Brady House of the Washington Nationals. He did miss, he was a first rounder in 2021 out of high school. He did miss time last year. Started off really hot through the first 30 games, had a slash line of like 303, 386, 420. Uh, Got a back injury, dealt with some side effects of COVID and things like that. Ended up missing the rest of the year. Only played in 45 games last year. So he's back in low A in Fredericksburg this year. 21 games so far as of recording this on a Monday. 286, 387, 494. Three home runs. So already tied what he did last year in 45 games. Uh, Nine extra base hits. 13 walks to 20 strikeouts, 2 for 3 on stolen bases. Now, he is slumping in the month of May. He's 5 for 29 in the month of May. But, uh, so, whether, uh, it's worth asking, is there another injury? Is something wrong? But, uh, he has shown that the power is there. He's doing better at answering some of the questions we had about how could he handle velocity, how could he handle premium spin, because he looked very raw at the plate last year. He looks more comfortable. Granted, I have not watched him during this May slump, but when I was watching him back in April and then updating the stats to do this show, he looked uh, he looked a lot more comfortable. I still don't know if the hit tool is going to get past average or not. And part of that is because of the slump he's in now, because of the struggles that he had last year, but the power is probably legitimately a 70 grade you know, 65, 70 grade. And so if the hit tool can be at least average, you're looking at an impact third baseman. Uh, he is there full time now. The arm is plus. I think he'll be an above average defender. Again, he was he was playing shortstop, but he has good hands, a good clock to know how, like, how quickly he has to fire that ball across. And from when he was pitching in high school, he can touch 96. So the arm is good enough to make up for uh, any sort of, slowness on the range and things like that the third guy is sterling thompson of the colorado rockies 2022 first rounder out of florida 18 games in high a so he's not in low a he's in high a he got a little bit of time last year uh, in low a fresno now he's in high a spokane 463 513 746 three home runs 12 extra base hits seven walks to six strikeouts and five of six on stolen bases Part of the reason that I think I'm calling him a breakout this year is he significantly improved the swing. He had really good contact ability, but his issue, he's a lefty and his issue was the, he would let the ball get in too deep in the zone. And so he was doing a lot of like, it was a, it was a really handsy swing where he was just shooting the ball the other way. So he's just hitting line drives the other way. He's gotten a lot better this year about getting out in front of the ball. And so not only is he better able to loft it, but he's better able to hit the ball to all fields, tap into that power as far as going pull side and hitting a ball out to right field. So really, really impressed with that. And I think now that we've seen that come in, the power projection should be upgraded. He's been listed a lot of places as like a 50 power tool. I think that's probably going to go up to a 55, maybe a 60. I don't quite have access to the exit velocities to know uh, how well he's doing as far as uh, just what it, the metrics are saying. But the power production should be better than what he was originally assumed to be at because it's, in essence, a new swing that is more efficient at hitting fly balls and better at transferring that power into the ball uh, to, to hit home runs. In just a minute. I've got a couple guys who are in organizational top 30s. Well, one of them fell out this year uh, and are going to get upgraded the next time that these systems get re-rated. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets for your favorite event should not be stressful. I'm going to Nashville this summer. Uh, I'm going, I'm I'm taking my mother to go see George Strait and it was Incredibly hard, to, like it wasn't Taylor Swift hard, but it was incredibly hard to get tickets to this. They sold out incredibly quickly, and you had to deal with all of that stress and all of that frustration of trying to get a spot in line. And so that's why I love game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater near you. They have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less than what you paid, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. They have exclusive flash deals on tickets. You can get an image of the seat before you buy. You, you, you buy it, just a couple taps. It's sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, Use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so for the second segment, these are guys who are in their organizational top 30s but are going to get moved up the next re-rate. First guy I want to talk about, right-hand pitcher Nick Frosso of the Los Angeles Dodgers. 2024th rounder out of... La Loya I think, by Toronto, and he was moved from Toronto to LA in the Mitch White deal. Uh, six innings pitched this year in double A, which just real quick, this AA Tulsa rotation is absolutely absurd. Like the entire rotation is just phenomenal in double A Tulsa. But one and one with a 101 ERA in 26 and two thirds innings, 36 strikeouts, 12.15 per nine. To five walks, 1.7 per nine, no home runs allowed. Now, I will give a little bit of a heads up here. He left his May 6th start with a trainer. It did not appear to be very serious, but he also did not make his scheduled uh, start the end of last week. So maybe they're just skipping him. I don't quite know. They haven't really announced it. I can't find the news on it, but heads up on Nick Ferrasso there. So what he's doing here is it all is geared around this fastball, okay? He is, he's 6'5", but he has like very, he's very, you know, so he's very tall with very long limbs. And so he's already throwing this fastball 96, 97. He can run it up to 100, but he's also getting like seven foot of extension. So it is uh, coming out of his hand very, like, significantly closer to the plate, and the perceived velocity is even higher than what the already good velocity is, you combine that with the fact that he has all like he has these long limbs and it looks like an octopus throwing a baseball at you. It's very hard to pick it up. So he's got good deception on it. He gets lots of swings and misses on it. To go along with that, he has a change up above average, has some good kind of fading life to it. I think it could be plus, but he's got to have better command of it. Just needs to be a little bit better with trying to hit the spots where he's where he's trying to hit the spots. Also has a slider. Uh, isn't necessarily consistent. Sometimes it looks like that sweepy slider that the Dodgers teach. Sometimes it's one of those shorter, harder, a little more traditional sliders. I'm not sure if he's trying to throw two distinct sliders or if it's it sometimes does one or the other. But uh, either way, c- control is good. Can, can throw strikes. A little bit of work on the command to do. And then obviously you hope he's healthy. Another guy, third baseman, Jacob Reimer of the New York Mets. 2022 fourth rounder out of high school. Uh, 30 games in low A this year. Happened to see him when I was watching Jet Williams. 250, 387, 340. Two home runs, five extra base hits. 17 walks to 24 strikeouts and two for two on stolen bases. Calling him a third baseman, he's also played some first base. 22 games at third, six games at first. I think it's a scenario where he may end up uh, moving to first. I'm not sure he has some defensive uh, stuff to handle. The games that I watched he was playing first, but it's something where he has to get a little better with the range, a little bit better with those, those quick quick, quick twitch reactions, and then making that bare hand scoop and throw that every third baseman has to be able to do. Struggles a little bit with that. But offensively, he, had, he was another guy kind of like Sterling Thompson. That had a suboptimal swing, like plenty of raw power, but the hit tool graded out below average because he had a really uphill swing, and it was a little bit stiff. And so, because of that, he wasn't able to get out in front of the ball, and wasn't doing a great job of making optimal contact where he could barrel it and he could let it fly. He was either uh, hit, hit coming over it and knocking it into the ground. For a grounder, or he was popping it up. So he's gotten better at one, the timing, getting out in front of the pitch versus letting it come in on him. And then two, lifting the ball because the angle isn't as steep and he's making better quality contact. Now, the bat speed looks good. I think the power is probably above average and the hit tool is going to be something where it's going to upgrade from a 40 to a 45, not quite ready to call it an average hit tool yet, but it's going to be better. Uh, he's going to have to hit, because he's, if he's moving to first base, he's going to have to hit. But again, he has played more of his games at third, 22 games at third, versus six games at first. So he may still be able to work out at third. We'll see what happens. But either way, impressed with Jacob Reimer and the swing changes that he's made. Talking about swing changes, Ryan Bliss of the Arizona Diamondbacks. 2021 second rounder out of Auburn. He is a short king. He's been listed at 5'9 forever. And now that minor league baseball is having to have guys officially measured, uh, he measured at 5'6", 170. So he is absolutely a short king. 29 games in Double A this year. He was sent back to A Because last year, before I get to these stats, last year in high A, not a great year. 110 games in Hillsborough with the Hops. 214, 298, 343. Hit 10 home runs, struggled there. So uh, he has been promoted to double A, the Amarillo Sod Poodles. He is hitting 406, 433, 672. OPS of 1105. Okay. Six home runs, 20 extra base hits. Two of those are triples. Uh, six walks to 27 strikeouts, 11 to 16 on stolen bases. I've always talked to him about him as a guy who is greater than the sum of his parts. He's got really good zone awareness, but what he's gotten better at doing is recognizing and barreling a pitch that is drivable. So he's, he's making better swing decisions, and rather than trying to hit everything for a home run or waiting for the perfect pitch, he's waiting for not a perfect pitch, but he's not swinging at junk in essence. He's hitting strikes hard. And so that's what's really fueled. Again, the home runs aren't I mean he has 6 in 29 games. He's on pace to beat last year's thing in Hillsboro, but the extra base hits are what I'm really excited about because the power ceiling's not going to be very high on a guy who is 5'6 170. But if he can consistently get in there and and uh, recognize a hanging slider or a changeup that catches the bottom part of the zone, especially for him with the bottom part of the zone being, you know, uh, easily accessible, and he can drive it, then that raises the offensive ceiling for Ryan Bliss. Defensively, he's uh, he's been playing second base. It's just the arms below average. They've moved him in, giving you above average defense there. And so I see him as a guy who could be a utility option. He'd be stretched to be an everyday shortstop, but he could be a utility guy. He could play second, could play short. Could probably, if you asked him, probably handle a little bit of outfield. The speed's pretty decent. He's a pretty intelligent ball player, so he could do that. But either way, very impressed with the improvements Ryan Bliss has made. Only walking 4.5%. I'd love to see that get a little bit better, uh, but striking out about 20%. So as of right now, you'll take it. You just want to see it get a little bit better, obviously. In just a second, I've got guys who are not in their top 30s at all, and perhaps should be, and we'll get to that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we are back. Thank you for making Locked on MLB Prospects your first listen every single day. Tomorrow, we're going to have our prospect team of the week, the guys who excelled last week, so stay tuned for that. First guy that I want to get to here is right-hand pitcher David Sandlin of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, 2022 11th rounder out of Oklahoma, started off at JUCO, transferred to Oklahoma, had a great College World Series. Not on top 30 list right now, but seven games in A-ball. 3-3-1 ERA, 3-0 record, by the way. 3-3-1 ERA in 32 and two-thirds innings, 47 strikeouts, so 12.9 per nine to eight walks, 2.2 per nine, Uh, five home runs allowed. And I know you're saying, Lindsay, he was a college pitcher. He should be dominating in A-ball. And yes, you are right. He should be dominating in A-ball. But I think what he's doing here and how everything is getting better, I think is worth mentioning. So the fastball, 93 to 95. He can touch 98 with it. The slider is above average. Gives him two above average pitches. Uh, so it sits in the mid-80s. It It. Has more horizontal movement than vertical drop, but it's not quite a sweeper. So it's not like nothing but horizontal, but it is majority horizontal. He gets a good eight, nine inches of horizontal break on it. Has a curveball in the low 80s, more of a traditional two plane break that'll dive. So even if you're sitting slider, the curveball is going to dive under your bat. Also has a changeup that's kind of a splitter action. I like the four pitches. I like... The the frame I like the pitch ability. The only thing that I'm concerned about with David Sandler, and I th- what I think could ultimately lower his ceiling, is he needs a pitch to get out lefties. As a righty, he has a couple pitches that break, uh, that break to like into a left-handed batter, and then his changeup. Rather than having the traditional arm side run, is more of a splitter than a changeup, and so it's mostly vertical drop. And so he needs something whether it's a tweak in a second version of a changeup or something to be a little more effective against left-handed hitters right now in A-ball left-handed hitters are batting 3.19, 3.47, 4.89 against David Sandlin. So, got to figure out something there, but I do think that he's legitimately becoming a viable starting pitcher prospect for the Kansas City Royals despite not even being like in their top 30. Uh Another guy here, not in the top 30, right-hand pitcher Justin Jarvis of the Milwaukee Brewers. A little bit of an of a older draftee, 2018 fifth rounder out of high school, and uh, is back in double-A Biloxi again. He he finished high-A last year, and or he, he was in high-A to start the year last year. He went back to high-A last year and got a late-season promotion to double-A Biloxi. He got four games 2.70 ERA last year. Well, this year he's improved on that. In his six games, he's four and one with a 2.18 ERA in 33 innings pitched, 38 strikeouts, so 10.4 per nine to 10 walks, 2.7 per nine, three home runs allowed. He's gotten the reason I wanted to bring him in here. He's gotten significantly better at not only strikeouts per nine innings but walking less guys. His Biloxi cameo, and granted, small sample size, 20 innings last year. But he was striking out 7.2 per nine. He was walking 6.7 per nine. He had 15 walks in those 20 innings. This year, again, 2.7 walks per nine, 10.3 or 10.4 if you round, 10.4 strikeouts per nine. Uh, The fastball, it's a plus fastball. Already had a lot of ride, added some additional ride this year. Uh, now, question I have here is how much of this is that tacky baseball that they have in double-A? The one that's pre-tacked that when you get it damp, it's a little bit like it, it legitimately can stick to your fingers. And a lot of teams have been complaining about uh, the consistency of of like what's going on for their hitters, for their pitchers, and how a lot of pitchers have career abnormal strikeout rates in double-A. So a little curious about how much of it's the ball. Uh, he's changed his changeup to be more of a splitter. Another guy with that splitter, it seems to be kind of having a renaissance. And so he's been more effective. The thing that I've noticed, he's better with runners on base. I don't know if that's a mindset thing or a mechanics thing, but I part of me thinks he should probably switch over to pitching out of the stretch. And again, not quite sure if that's just a mindset thing where he's buckling down with runners on and not letting them uh, advance, not letting those runs come in, or if that's more of a, a mechanics thing where maybe he's better out of the stretch, or if it's just a small sample size noise. This is 33 innings across six games in A with a weird ball. So who really knows at this point? But thought it was interesting to mention him. And again, we're going to need to see him outside of the Southern League and or in the Southern League without that baseball to know what's real. Another guy who's in the A Southern League, but I think it might actually be for real, is left-hand pitcher Pat Monteverdi of the Miami Marlins. 2021 eighth-rounder out of Texas Tech. He's got six games this year for Pensacola. 4-0 record, 1-2-2 ERA in 37 innings pitched. 49 strikeouts, so 11.9 per 9 to 10 walks. 2.43 per 9, one home run allowed. The reason why I think he might legitimately be This might just be a breakout versus effects of the baseball is from everything I've been told, he didn't add a ton of extra four seam induced vertical break like a lot of guys who like like sticky stuff would give you, right? If you can spin the fastball more, you can get more vertical ride out of it like Justin Jarvis did. And Pat Monteverdi apparently has not gotten a whole lot or did not see a significant jump in that. Uh, ride on the fastball so the thought process is maybe this is legitimate maybe this really is who he is Uh, now the fastball I don't know if it's good enough for him to survive at the major league level yet sits 88 to 91 you still need a little bit more uh, physical development there on that but the ride was already really good and again he added a little bit which a lot of guys add a little bit as they get better at being pitchers he didn't have a huge jump but it does have above average ride so it is still effective as a lefty pitchability guy. He can still make it work. He also has a changeup. I do feel like the changeup's above average. It grades out that way when you look at stuff. Plus, uh, he has a cutter and a curveball. I, I I think Pat Monteverdi's real another guy where we don't necessarily know based on the AA Southern League what's real and what's not. But A lot of his peripheral stuff got better from last year. When he was in high A Beloit last year, he was walking, just like rounding to three batters per nine innings and striking out uh, 10.2. This year in Pensacola, he's walking 2.4. So he got better by half a strikeout per nine innings and striking out just under 12 guys per nine. So the stuff legitimately has gotten better. I don't think it's the tacky ball and the sticky stuff. But we'll have to see when either the Southern League stops doing that at the midpoint of the season, if not earlier, or if he gets promoted from AA Pensacola to AAA. Fantastic week this week. Reminder: Prospect Team of the Week is coming up tomorrow. If you have questions for our Monday mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us: lockedonmlbprospects at, at gmail.com or drop your questions in the Locked On MLB Prospects Discord. Links in the episode description. Links in the show notes. Until tomorrow's show, remember, it's always a great time to pay a minor leaguer.